Welcome to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. And today we will be discussing the final episodes of The Bad Batch, episodes 14, 15, and 16. Which, it's just kind of made sense to do them all at once because 14 leads into 15, and then 15 is essentially like a part one of two. I think even in uh, Disney+, Plus, it, sh- it says that the last episode is part two. Yeah. Of the finale. Yeah, they're all pretty much directly related. Um, so, yeah, uh, what are, you know, and since we're at the finale, I guess we might just. We can do, we can say right now we can say uh, reaction to these episodes and then reaction to the show as a whole. Okay. Um, so first impression, maybe episode by episode for me. Uh Honestly, War Mansell loved it. Thought it was really cool. Very much what I was like kind of hoping for from Bad Batch. Get to see Gregor, which is just another, you know, call forward to Rebels. Um, you know, I don't know if Gregor's featured in the Clone Wars at all. He he may. I just can't really remember. It's been a long time, but I know that he's one of the three uh, you know, old clones that's or you know, one of the other two clones that's hanging out with old Rex. Yeah. Um so it's kind of cool to see that that call forward. And Gregor's got an interesting personality, so he's an interesting character. He's unique, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, episode 15, again, I thought this was pretty cool. This is the final, you know, that that meeting of them and Crosshair, like really finally seeing what it was about. And, and a lot of like interesting kind of reveals, like Crosshair had his chip removed already. And, and something I think I'd predicted that. Which we we need to talk about that. Yeah, I have. I think I have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the 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 finale, the ending. You know, Camino Lost episode sixteen was pretty cool, very epic. Uh, you know, definitely gives you this the the kind of it gave me this you know cool dreadful sort of feeling watching Camino get destroyed, and it, you know a little bit of like feeling in that you know something we've seen since Star Wars, uh, not not Star Wars, but since um the uh the prequels yeah yeah um and i i don't know it was it was a pretty decent finale not amazing but still pretty good no yeah i think i think it was a solid finale uh so yeah my uh episode 14 i was like okay cool this is this is what this is where we're heading for the last episodes rex has been kidnapped or captured that's cool that's interesting. They're obviously going to go find him. And then episode 15 happens. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm really into this. Epi- I, I watched all three in one sitting, and it I think it definitely benefited it because it was almost like watching like a movie finale to the series or to the season. And I I think it was some of the strongest episodes of the season which makes my opinion of the show as a whole higher than it would have been. But I think you're right that like the show as a whole could have been better. Yeah. And I definitely have like some like minor like things that I might want to nitpick about, but look, I mean, star Wars is good. It's, it's good. Star Wars. Yeah. It's okay. I, you know, certainly been happy to be able to watch it, but I think I th- I I would argue that it it as a season of television um was better than 
whatever the best season of Rebels is. Like, this grabbed my attention more than anything in Rebels ever did. Yeah, while still being, like, kid-friendly, I think it definitely was... Well, I don't know if I would completely agree with that, because there's just so many interesting things in Rebels, but it's the general feel of the show, and this one was a little more great. I feel like Rebels is a little more standalone, I'll give mm-hmm. it that. Like, it's less of a, hey, call out to this other Star Wars thing, where, where this show is definitely a lot of, hey, remember this? You know this which is probably my biggest criticism of the show that it's not about the bad batch. It's about star Wars as a whole. And they just put the bad batch on there as a vehicle to show us all these things. Yeah. But I mean, animation alone, I'd rather look at this than like pretty much any other animated star Wars thing, except for like the last season of clone wars. Like some of the animation in this was just so stellar, uh, particularly in episode 15, when we get the uh, the Star Destroyer come the 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 ships coming out to basically level Camino with uh, uh, blasts. I like I, I almost wish that I could have had a darker room to see the dark, the the darkness on the TV a little better. Because I could tell I could tell in my somewhat bright room when I was watching it that there was a lot more detail than I was seeing. But I could I could still see that it looked really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, some of the animation in this in this show is just like just stands far beyond any other Star Wars show. And that alone, like just makes it a more enjoyable watch. Yeah, which I mean, it should. It should be the best and most advanced, you know, version of their their weird little animation style that they use. Which I mean, hey, since I originally watched uh, the first Clone Wars, like I thought it was, hot un- garbage. was unwatchable. Like hot it- garbage. I I as a kid remember, like I already wasn't big into Star Wars, but when they when I start saw that animation style, I was like, this is just ugly. Like this is like you made Yoda look like. Like, like I liked Yoda, but looking at like the little blocky Yoda in like early Clone Wars, I'm just like, that's like, there's no character to this. It's like, it's gross. It sucks. So straight up at this point, it needs to have come a long way. And it has. It's it's significantly better and definitely. And I see that it's useful for, uh, you know, what Star Wars is as well. Like they're able to portray, you know, whatever they want in it. And it's still, it's it's decent. It's good. Like, could it be better? Yeah, sure. But I mean, I think the character models, if anything, are like the least developed. And I feel like they put all of their attention into doing in, into um, uh, Omega. Particularly has like the most like depth. I'd say of like facial movements and character. Like. A lot of the other characters rely on a lot of just static. My face is sitting unchanging. But if you look at Omega, a lot of the time, like she has like little subtle ways of looking around and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, most of the Bad Batch pretty much wear helmets all the time. So it's really just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. Yeah, especially freaking tech who, let's be real, like did not become a character like Crosshair being in like five episodes had more depth to his character, like far more depth to his character 
than the person who was in it literally every episode. Yeah. But let's let's get into that more once we can get let's get through our like real recap right. and then we can uh, you know really get into all that. Episode 14. Yeah, so the batch get a well, you know, we get like a chase scene of like a, a trooper like running from some kind of like force that we're not quite seeing exactly what it is and and that trooper ends up getting captured, but it looks like he like drops some kind of signal. We have Rex, he asks the batch, "Hey, like there's a trooper over here that sent me a distress signal, please go and help him out." And the batch is like, ah, we, why are we doing this? Like, let's not yada, yada. But in the end, Omega convinces them, Hey, we got to help him. You know, Omega. And I believe echo also was on the, he he's on the side of Rex said it. Let's do what Rex said. Yeah. Good. Do whatever Rex says. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really liked the records. Just like whoever said an argument last was who he agreed with. Yeah. And that was hilarious. I was like, God, that's record is easily one of the favorite characters of the show. He's just, Ob- yeah. He's so likable, but he's he's amusing and not like, but he's not, you know, obviously he's not like super smart, but he's not like, like, oh, I'm big dumb, but I'm and I do nothing like like he, you know, like he he has some character. He says things. He does things like it's he's he's someone you still like to watch. He's not just a big muscle head. Yeah, like. He actually has a well-rounded character. I understand who Wrecker is. He's cool. Mm hmm. But yeah, so uh, they decide to take up the distress signal uh, to come to this planet where, first of all, they leave uh, Omega and Wrecker back on the ship so that they can explore and they can serve as backup, basically. And then they realize that the distress signal is coming from within a mountain and that they recognize that the when they enter the mountain their comms are going to be blocked so they go in and they go in kind of cold like they they let omega and wrecker know that hey like our comms are going to be down but if you hear something like come come back us up and we get omega like wanting to i want to help too if you hear explosions do something (laughs) um yeah so they head inside they infiltrate the base and they eventually rescue Gregor, um, who, which all of this like stealthing that they do to get into the base. I I'm just like, kind of like totally here for it. Like, like this is just like cool. And I don't know if this is relatable to you, but when they entered this base, like when you just see like the inside of this base, it's the first time that one of the Republic ships or like one of the Republic's bases felt more like an empire base, mm-hmm. like the look of it, the feel of the place just felt like this is the empire. This isn't, this isn't the Republic. Like, just like, I think it's like with the color scheming or how it's like laid out. And like the fact that it's revealed that most of the troopers there are not clones. They are proper, uh, TK stormtroopers. I, I, I like, this is where I'm like, okay, this is where the empire starts. This is, Like, I know that it's already become the Empire. It's no longer the Republic. But, like, this is... It's not just a name change. This feels different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so they infiltrate. They get into Gregor. And and they're learning, and we're learning with them, that Gregor is literally one of uh, many clone commandos that have been training their replacements. Their real, just conscripted army of people that are going to replace the clones. And... While they're trying to effect escape, they trigger an alarm at some point or, or, you know, and they start getting pursued. And we see how 
I I think it's funny. There's a there's a point where Gregor is like, or one of the batch says to Gregor, he's like, "Oh, you didn't like? They're gonna know to do this, right? Be, you know, because we would know that." And he's like, "Well, I didn't teach them everything." Mm-hmm. And it's like this little nod to the fact that's like these troopers aren't as good as clone troopers. No, they're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know, that follows that follows along. Yeah, so. We have them running, trying to escape, and eventually Omega and Wrecker bring the ship to try and help them. Everybody's hopping in. They have to like swing around. There's ships running after their ship, chasing them through the air. And eventually, Hunter tries to leap into the ship, but basically misses, falls. This guy like falls like hundreds of feet, hits branches on the way down. Like he's a beast actually, because he you know like gets to the bottom and then just gets up. Doesn't have any broken limbs, you know, plot armor. So and armor, yeah, mm-hmm. and armor. But uh, yeah. Speaking of armor, man, how many times in the series has one of our main characters gotten shot straight in center mass and and then they're just totally alive still? But every storm, I guess they must have made that clone trooper armor a lot better, but later stormtrooper armor is made of paper. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not actually there. It's just an illusion. Yeah, like it's all just Palpatine's like somewhere just like concentrating a little bit to make it seem like they're wearing armor, but they're not. Yeah. Um, so Hunter falls, doesn't make it into the ship and you know, it's going to, he, he tells the rest of the batch like, go, go, I'll catch up. You know, you come back for me later and Omega doesn't want to leave, but tech says, he's like, if we take any more hits, we'll, we'll be down. So we have to go. So and they, they, they jump leave. out and Hunter is surrounded by the forces on the planet and he's captured. Yes. Leading into Episode 15. Do you want to just run through all the episodes and then we'll do our because it's all one story. Yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, Hunter is captured. He is taken to uh, Topoka City on Camino, where he basically meets up with Crosshair and him and Crosshair, uh, you know, Crosshair is like, hey, they'll come for you if we activate this tracker. So he activates the tracker and the bad Babbage, of course, get it. They know it's a trap. Crosshair knows they know it'll be a trap, but they'll still come anyways. Mm hmm. So they're on their way. Now we now we get to see just this amazing back and forth between Hunter and Crosshair. Like what I I was waiting for for a long time. So I was hoping it for, for it to be more of like a, a battle kind of conflict, but getting to see this interpersonal communication about, you know, how he's like, hey, you don't have to do this, Crosshair. And he's like, I do have to do this. I swore to do this. In fact, you should join me in doing it. He's like, this is just the inhibitor chip. And we find out it's not the inhibitor chip. Crosshair said I had it removed a long time ago. And so he's just been deciding to do these things. Yes. And we also, I, it, what I actually found more interesting was how uh, quickly it like really showed that Crosshair was quite upset at them not feeling the same way that he did. Like he was, he seems definitely quite troubled by the fact that these are his brothers, but they just fundamentally are did not see this situation in the way he did. And he I don't think he understands why, but he feels betrayed. They not only that, but like he legitimately says he's like, you didn't come back for me. Like they they uh you know, he when he says he's like, Oh, they'll come for them. They always do, or at least they usually do. You know, like he like he straight is like you know, giving them zings and stuff saying like, you didn't come back for me, you know, like, and, and Hunter's like, well, you tried to kill us. He's like, still like, you should have came back. Why didn't you come back for me? Why didn't you like, who cares if I was trying to kill you? I, did you think I had a choice? He sort of says, you think I had a choice? 
why didn't you do something about it? Like you're the bad batch. You literally go on all these missions and infiltrate this and that and, and stuff. And you didn't come back here to get, you know me. what? This is 100% fair. The second they learn inhibitor chips were a thing. Look, I get, I get not wanting to infiltrate Camino trying to find him. I get it. But then they just do exactly that for Rex. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and they would, and they would have done it for pretty much any other member of the bad batch. Exactly. In fact, they're literally doing it right now for Hunter. And the excuse, really, the excuse was that, like Crosshair wants to kill them, but again, they're running under the assumption that he's an inhibitor chip, and it's not his choice. Exactly. Like I, and to say like, and now there is the the point of like they didn't want to take Omega back. Like Hunter says, I won't make you go back to Camino. Okay, well, how about the many times when you left her with Sid to go on a mission? So, like, at this point, it's like, well, come on, man. Like, go go back and get Crosshair. Why isn't the next mission, as soon as you knew about any of your chips and you had somewhere to put Omega, I think it's time to go for Crosshair. We need to go back and get our guy. Like, To be fair, I think the immediate next thing that happened was Crosshair showing up and finding them. But... Like when, because the, the inhibitor chip thing happened, they caused the distress beacon with the scavengers. Uh, Crosshair shows up. Uh, K Cadbane kidnaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that happens. Right. But then right after that, they're just like, "Oh, cool, Sid. Let's just do whatever." Yeah. No. It's I mean, just, they're like, "Oh, we're paying off a debt and stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, but you still, even while you're paying off the debt, decide to not do debt paying off jobs." So they, on a whim, infiltrated a empire base to rescue a person they never met before because Rex asked them to. Yeah. But crosshair. Mm. Yeah. But crosshair. So crosshair is fully valid in his opinion. Yeah, I agree, but they're having this back and forth while the batch are coming to Camino and infiltrating and Omega leads them to a secret water platform that they can land the ship on and then takes them through an underground and underwater tunnel system that takes them to Nala Se's uh, secret laboratory where the Bad Batch were uh, developed. And, you know, we kind of get this revelation that, like, the Bad Batch are not, like, it's always said that, like, they were mistakes, but, like, it's said here, like, no, they were, like, enhanced. Like, you're yeah. enhanced clone troopers, not mistake clone troopers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we kind of get that. There's, like, a moment where they're like, whoa, hey, crazy, whoa, this is where we were from. And we also get a confirmation, I don't know if it's in this episode or the next episode, that Omega is actually older than them. She was alive while they, that was happening to them. Well, that was already established before, but that is specifically said in episode 16. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and it said, because it said when uh, Crosshair is there so that he also learns, because he was under the assumption that she's just a kid. But yeah, she could, because she is aged normally, she is... She was cloned at the same time that uh, Boba Fett was cloned. Yeah. She's Omega and he was Alpha, which is, in, you know, in cool little because his code name was Alpha. Yes. Um, but so we have them there and they basically make their infiltration and go inside to rescue Hunter. And they basically are immediately led into a trap. I mean, they already knew it was a trap, but they were just like, we're going in anyways. They knew it was a trap and they thought that they were taking the right path into the trap, but that's the path to the trap that crosshair expected them to take yeah they thought they were thinking one step ahead and instead he was thinking two steps ahead so but then we get the reveal that uh crosshair just wants to give them a chance to join the empire which 
again, like really revealing cool things about Crosshair that again, he just like he misses his brothers. Like he want like he wants them to join the empire. He's sworn like fealty to the empire. And it also like, it's hard, kind of hard to watch as an audience member. Cause you're just like, they are actively working to get rid of you. They do not give a shit about you. And it's revealed in this episode that they did not give a shit about him. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, Crosshair is making a point. He's like uh, the, the little thing, the refrain that they always said, good soldiers follow orders. It's like simple as this. A, a thing to think about is that they are soldiers. It doesn't matter what, whether you're serving the Republic or the empire now, like you need to do what you are instructed to. You're part of an army that serves the greater good. And even if it's not the same thing anymore, or if they're doing this and that, like you don't know you, the thing about soldiers is you don't know what the grand plan is. And, and Crossbear says that he says, you don't, you can't see the big picture. Like the empire, they might be doing these things that seem bad when you're a little person down on the ground, but they're trying to make the a galaxy a better place. And if you understand your place as a soldier, you don't know what the major battle plan is, but you have to do what you're told or you mess up the plan. Yeah. And he's like, I think I, and, and I see how it actually makes him such an interesting, depthful character that he's like the best villains are villains that, think that they're right that they you know they have a reason for the best villains think they're the hero yeah exactly and he's like i'm just following the rule you guys are the one that aren't aren't following rules and you're sabotaging what this new empire is trying to do so i it's yeah it's all it's great (laughs) it's just so good and so crosshair basically takes out like the 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 little platoon of uh soldiers that he had to spring the trap on them to basically give him a chance to join the empire. Like he wants to basically really reason with them. But then Omega thinking that they were still in the midst of a trap and Mm -hmm. were like probably in a bad situation calls up a bunch of, uh, uh, battle droids that are used basically for practice. Who, if you notice, they have like the same design as like what end up being like the dark troopers later. Um, like from, um, uh, the Mandalorian, uh, they have very much the similar design of them. And this is a really cool callback to the, our first episode where they are put into a training mission. They're like, all right, show us what you can do. And it's them surrounded uneven odds against, you know, live fire train droids that they, they, and they, come and, full they circle. and they succeed. And, uh, despite Omega unleashing every pr- robot, it seems they succeed again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also at some point we've, uh, they picked up AZ. Yeah, it was in the in the laboratory. Uh, yeah, we almost forgot that in the laboratory of Nala say that's where AZ was hiding out. And that's where he actually reveals to them like, hey, they've they've uh, unloaded all the clone troopers are gone. Like the most of the facility is empty. And, you know, the only troopers that are left, the ones that they've seen are actually um, the TK troopers. They're not, yeah. you know, clone troopers. And so we we get, you know. Uh, and that's when they're like, they're decommissioning this facility. Like they're shutting all this down. They're taking everybody out. Yeah. And we get some interesting flash. Oh no, this is actually in the next episode. Um, but basically, yeah, they defeat all the droids and one of the, uh, one of crosshairs, um, you know, his elite troopers mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, told by Admiral Rampart to like, keep an eye on him. Cause even she said, like, I don't know what his intentions are with his old team. And she doesn't see him like actively betray and kill those other guys, but she sees that they're all dead and they're all fighting. And she says, Hey, he's lost control of the situation and starts making her way out. And Admiral Rampart says, all right, screw it. Like, you know, all right, we need to wipe the city. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're in there. 
taken clone, down. The clone, the clone failed. Yeah, exactly. They failed. And so they start firing on the city, just, you know, dusting it and just completely taking it out. Just massive blasts are ripping through the facility. Leveling, leveling uh, the T- Topeka City on Camino. Yeah, I think it's Topeka. Which, I look, it's always questionable when you're like talking about how Star Wars planets work. Is this like... Is this like all of Camino? Because I see most of it's water. I think there's a in the next episode they say we've successfully taken out all the cities. Like so, I think like the the Kaminoans like they built all their cities above the water because their their planet flooded or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they start firing on the the base and the the batch are trying to escape and get out and. Like they have their the way that they were come cut off entirely and they move into the city. The entire city starts to collapse and sink into the ocean. And I don't know. I, I, this is where we start bleeding into the next episode. I can't exactly remember where one ends and the other one begins. It, but. Uh, the, the episode, I believe, ends with him saying, um, uh, open fire. And yeah, it, it, it is a weird bleed through. Yeah. You know, nonetheless. We're moving into the next episode, and one more thing that happened in episode fifteen mm-hmm. was uh, the prime minister of Camino first telling Nalase to get up, get start gathering people up. We're going to leave before the empire does something with us, and the empire finds out about it, sees that Nalase was behind it, brings it to the prime minister, and the prime minister says, "Yes, yeah, she will be punished," and then they say. We have no need for a politician. We do need a scientist. So they kill the prime minister and Nalase is captured and taken with the empire. Yeah. Which we will see followed up in the next episode. Yeah. And I, I think that's actually in episode 14, but it doesn't really matter. This, you know, just as long as we have all the events happening here. Um, They're not in. There's no I don't think there's anything on Camino in episode 14. I, I do think it was in 14. But again, it's not really that, you know, important. Either so, way. Yeah, either way. Um, so we get leading into the final episode. The city is destroyed, essentially. It is sinking into the ocean, and Omega and Crosshair are separated from the batch as the wreckage and everything has sealed a blast door. And now the, the room that Omega and Crosshair are in is beginning to flood, while Crosshair is uh, it's also AZ. AZ is in there with them. And Crosshair has, has a bunch of uh, debris on top of him and was still unconscious as it began. So the bats tries to start breaking their way in. They're trying to cut their way with their their vibro knives and. Well, uh, he's trying to use it to like cry. J- yeah, Jimmy it open. Yeah, so they're they're trying to get inside and save them. And Omega's like, you know, it's it's filling up, and Crosshair's gonna he's gonna drown, and yeah, yada yada. But eventually they do as it fills up, get the debris off of Crosshair, and we they, get, and we also see Omega's like re- pretty tre- chiefly responsible for getting Crosshair out. She like fires like a blast at the debris to try and like, because it's just not, it's too, it's too heavy for mm. even all three of them together to get it off. So she has quick thinking and saves crosshair there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, you know, really cool. Like a single mega just be smart on her feet, useful, like and save crosshair. Um, and so they end up like getting him out from under the debris while the batch as, even as that compartment uh, fills up the batch, prize it open and they get out. It was a weird thing. I don't know if maybe I wasn't paying attention well enough, but I remember them like prying it open and water spraying out. And I just was like, how big is this opening that they made? 
that they like slip that their entire bodies just like slip right through. But like, but the gushing water, yeah. I <laughs> I was like, if you open that thing up enough, like for their bodies to come through, unless they turn themselves sideways and sh- like even then, sh- like it would be like blasting torrents of water. One hundred percent. Yeah, that was yeah. But whatever, it works. They get them out. <laughs> um. Uh, so they get out and then they start moving through the facility. And I think they're they're moving inward through the facility to get to and basically a, a part of the facility that's not compromised yet. And it ends up being, lo and behold, their uh, um, their old barracks. Yes. And they kind of they're like, what happened? And, you know, they make some kind of like little banter and stuff like, oh, at least it doesn't smell anymore. And this and that. Um, and they end up having an idea when they see out the window. Because the entire like building, like in the midst of them getting to their their old uh, room, the whole thing like turns sideways at some point, starts descending into the ocean, and then corrects itself when it lands on the the emergent the secret tunnel. Yeah, which I'm like, dude, the secret tunnel that is made of even if it's like super you know ultra powerful like really great badass glass of some kind the entire city lands on it but it's it's weight underwater yeah even so i mean like there's some buoyancy there but it's still most of a giant metal city well Uh, i was kind of like it's it's mostly a lot of it's filled with air it's gonna be waterlogging and increasing in weight as more water fills into it but we see how it doesn't descend that quickly. So it's not, it doesn't have that much density at this point that it's putting that much pressure on the tunnel. Look, yeah. Yeah. It's, hey, there's, there's enough, uh, you know, what you're saying there is valid enough that I can believe it, kind of. But yeah. So, yeah. but they see that they've landed on the secret tunnel, the secret tunnel. And uh, they basically, devise that uh they can weld a hole directly through the ship down to the tunnel and make their way into the tunnel and start walking through which i thought was cool but doesn't fully make sense but we're just going with it exactly yeah we're just going with it cool it's such a tight weld they can do it into the glass tunnel it's all fine whatever cool it works you know the city's not moving or shifting and the tightness of the thing doesn't yeah whatever um they get into the tunnel and we're still and like all this time we're kind of having some back and forth and banter between the batch and more you know of uh you know seeing kind of like crosshairs disposition with them and there's a moment where they're walking through the tunnel and some of them are saying things about crosshair and and tech sort of defends crosshair for a moment he is like hey you can't blame crosshair for being he you know he uses two adjectives that i can't remember they were like you know interesting but he says like you can't blame crosshair for being like this this is how crosshair always was yeah and Crosshair even says to him, he's like, oh, I didn't expect you to be the one defending me. He's like, I don't have to agree with you to understand you. And I was like, man, what? A, that is a great statement to say in general in any show. But it's it's just perfect. It's the best thing that came out of Tech's mouth the entire show. Yeah, potentially. Other than just, you know, exposition and, uh, you know, ever so convenient. I can hack into anything when I need to and do whatever I have to at the time. <laughs> Yeah, he was basically a Swiss Army knife that also had a mouth. Um, and this was the best thing that the mouth did. Mm-hmm. Uh, As they're going through the tunnel, there's a tunnel. there's a big water beast Leviathan thing. 
that shows up and ooh, exciting for a couple minutes, which I have to say that is nightmare fuel for sure. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, but while definitely still being nightmare fuel, it's another point where I'm like, so this beast, because the city sank and the defenses for the tunnel aren't there, the, the beast is like, let me eat this tunnel. Now you can say, oh, okay, but he can see that they're in there, can sense them in there. And I'm like, okay, it's so it's so it's going to fight and try to eat this tunnel. Also, this, at them. this thing uh, theoretically doesn't like the light that is normally there, but it's attracted to them because they're walking through and they have light. Yeah, I just didn't find it like it was, it was cool, like tense moment. And, we you can know, like, push them forward. You could but. fully cut out this whole scene and just have it be a walk. Yeah, honestly, I would have been fine with more exposition. There's actually no need to do like there's a monster underwater and they have to hurry up kind of thing. Like it's 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 essentially the last really ten. Like there's like one other like point of tension in the episode when they're we'll get to it. But like this episode doesn't have a ton of battles in it. It's more just like, how are they going to get out? It's a lot of tension building until they get to the surface because and we didn't really address this. Like they they've gone so deep underwater that even if they wanted to just try and get out and swim to the top, they could not reach it. Like they would run out of breath before they got back up to the surface. Yeah. Which that, again, nightmare fuel. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, and even so when they get to Nala Say's lab and they see that the t- next tunnel to where they are docked is destroyed and they can't take that path. They're once again at the near the bottom of the ocean with no way up. <laughs> Yep. Um, and but they have a good idea, which is to use the capsules that they were like grown in to uh, basically, you know, create buoyancy and have them shoot up to the top. And but they're like, oh, well, how are we going to get past the debris? There's still debris falling off of the water. It'll hit us and, you know, this and that. And AZ, who has been there's been some illusion already that he's running out of battery um, and he's, you know, like and so we're getting like this little foreshadowing little hint that like he doesn't quite have enough and he might not be able to make it or something uh but he you know he'll direct them because he can just you know f- float hover through the water which again no danger of a giant sea monster anymore sea monster's gone you know it's not going to kill any of them even if they're all in capsules <laughs> yeah but and that becomes a plan that they're going to get in the capsules and uh just you know float all the way up to the top and easy's going to help guide them and he does a good job. Like he gets them all through. There's one point where some debris and gets on top of uh, Omega's and she starts plummeting and he has to go down there to save her. Mm. And he's basically ends up having to use a like s- different methods of his like uh, power. Like he has to cut the debris so he's using his like welding thing. He has to use his boosters to like get mm-hmm. stuff away. Like he he's exerting the last of his power, getting her up. And we see as they're getting close to the surface, Omega saying, AZ, AZ, you can do this. And we just see I have protected you. My objective is fulfilled. And his like his like in his eyes goes out and he starts to descend. And Omega tries to rescue him. Yeah. I also want to point out that, uh, like 
I guess maybe because the glass things are probably pretty heavy, but I just feel like they should have been shooting up like very quickly, right? Um, I mean, they did go up fairly quickly. Like when AZ is pushing on her, like he starts to slowly float away from her capsule and she's just like kind of watching him slowly float away. I'm like, he should, he is a hunk of metal that, you know, and she is supposedly like, you know, via buoyancy and, you know, like with the vacuum that she's in, she should be like, you know, she's like fire away from him. Like he should be gone in the abyss before she can do anything, but whatever physics, who cares? The buoyancy of the situation aside, uh, she jumps out of her pod, like before she gets to the surface to start swimming down to get him. And then she, she gets to him, but, uh, yeah, like he is a hunk of metal and, like she had to go down pretty far from she already wasn't she was near the surface but like if she kept going she would have been fine but at this point she was too far down to make it and um he she's trying to get him up and uh she's it doesn't look like she's gonna pull it off and then we cut to the surface where they hear omega say that she's going after az and they're just like not sure what to do and they're like starting to panic and we see um uh, crosshair pull out uh his uh rifle and then he aims it down and shoots uh like a grappling hook thing that hits uh az and re- reels them up now important to note he doesn't just point his gun down he points it almost basically towards hunter and what looks like he's pointing it at Hunter and he's going to shoot him. Yeah. And then fires it past him, you know, grabs AZ and Omega. But then we get once they pull him up and we see what he was really doing. We look around and all the other batch have their guns trained on him. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, it's it should be natural, right? If it looked like he was going to shoot Hunter. But it's kind of like even uh, after all of this, they still don't trust him. Yeah, they still don't like you were ready to turn your guns on him because you thought that he was going to kill Hunter, even though he could have killed Hunter any time before this. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely like a damn guys. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all ain't, you just really ain't about your boy. Like, so we have that um, one thing uh, while I'm thinking about it, I wanted to mention and I actually started to say it earlier, but I uh, was that. Back in episode 15 or 16, there's a there's a point where they're like where we just see flashes of different like compartments of uh, Topoka City. And it's like ones that we saw in the prequel films and that we've seen, you know, while. uh, Oh, yeah. The 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 vision of like the the last time you see like the mess hall, for example, that's the one that stands out in my mind. Yep. The mess hall. Yeah. And then we also see like the cloning chamber, like the huge, you know, where all the clones like tons of them or the pods are. There's no clones in them anymore, but. You, we see all these like images kind of flash by and it's definitely like this feeling of like, you know, wow, this place has just been emptied out. Like this place that was their home for so long uh, where they were born is empty and then destroyed. So it's that was definitely like a kind of moment that that is a little bit subtle, but definitely like has, you know, it kind of it has it, some weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get back to here and the batch, you know, row their pods back to the platform that has their ship on it and they get back to the platform. And they finally tell, they tell Hunter or Hunter tells Crosshair, they say, Crosshair, come with us, join us. And he's like, no, I'm loyal to Empire. Like even, even though they basically blew it up. Yeah. And, and left care, him for dead. Yeah. He's still like, nope, still loyal. Got to go back. In fact, you guys should join me. You should join me and come back with the Empire. And I don't remember exactly all the interaction at this point right there, but it, you know, they just, you know, don't agree with each other. But he does say, you're always welcome with us, Crosshair. 
Yeah. And the last thing, the last interaction is uh, Omega in Crosshair saying, uh, they're, you know, they're still your brothers. And like, just like trying like that last emotional reach out to him before they leave and they leave Crosshair alone there pretty much. Yeah, I guess he'll just figure it out. I mean, there's nothing on Camino and he has no communication device, but it's cool. He'll figure it out, you know, whatever. I mean, we don't actually know for sure he doesn't have a communication device like he he could have one. You know, oh, hey, guys, come pick me up. I know you're probably light years away and this planet's basically nothing now. Hopefully I don't get eaten by the giant fish. The other the other cap off to the season that we get is uh, Nala say being uh, uh, embraced by uh, some Empire scientist saying, oh, we we really admire your work and your cloning prowess is going to be a real use useful tool for the Empire. And I don't know if this is something that they're going to follow up with, like in the next season. I don't I can't tell if this is a tease for the next season or if it is what I think being just like the Easter egg of how Palpatine exists or how Snokes exists. Yeah, I think it's 100% the, well, not to say it it isn't another thing for later, but it's 100% the, this is how we clone Palpatine later. And this is how we create Snoke. Yeah, exactly. Like we have, we have, they have the only, like one last scientist that knows how to do cloning in the whole galaxy, which, you know, Frankly, if the if the technology existed before, like the idea that like there aren't other scientists that could have figured it out, even on a smaller, less refined scale. But is whatever. Maybe maybe it's because she has that like extra touch like she because she she did the Bad Batch and she did Omega like she she's got like a refined like. Yeah. Yeah. And, And we know even though the Bad Batch just did not follow up on the did not want to confirm my theory of Omega is uh, force sensitive, even though I still think it's valid and could come up in the next season or something. Honestly, I I thought it was a really good idea of yours, but with them not delving into it by the end of this season and not even like giving any sort of tip offs this last episode, they could have like done something that was like conclusive enough of a hint to like, oh, oh yeah, this is it. And we're going to follow up with this next season. Yeah. But like, it seems to just really in- enforce the fact that Omega is not special because she has the force or something. Omega is special because she has, l- she's just lived it longer and she's like, sh- she has more life experience, uh, technically. I, not, not like, so. not like combat experience, but like, like she's lived her entire life with, Nala say who is established to be a genius like so even if she doesn't know the cloning process and all that stuff like she all of her interactions was with a person who is like presumably crazy smart mm. well I think I mean we know that they picked Jingo Fett because he was you know exceptional physical specimen and also like mentally like he was you know exactly and Omega has all those same traits except and not to say like, you know, f- females are the only ones that, that have this, but it's perhaps enhanced the natural maternal instinct or even empathy is that she just has greater empathy than most of the clones. And she was also raised to just not be a warrior. And that's why she ends up being the heart of 
the Bad Batch, you know, their sort of their moral guiding principle. We need to help them. We need to go back for him. You know, we can't do this. We have to do this. You know, while, while they're always like, oh, I've got to stay on the mission. Oh, we got to, you know, they end up all they're They're guided in a more good moral direction because of Omega. And Definitely. that's that's what makes her significant and special. And that she's still smart and capable, even for being young. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So but we finished these episodes. So let's let's delve into some topics. All right. So actually, here's the first thing I just want to address. These inhibitor chips, like what's the deal? Do they actually work or are they kind of bullshit? Well, I are, are they difficult to get rid of or can uh, Crosshair have just independently removed his inhibitor chip without anybody in the Empire no noticing? I that that is it's yeah, that the whole I had my inhibitor chip removed. I like the idea that he was making these decisions on his own, but it's like, but when? And even and even Hunter says he's like, when? When did you have it? Like it's it's important to know almost like when is your decision making become just your own and you were deciding to do things because of who you are and and how difficult was it? Like what did you have to do to do that? So we know that he had the inhibitor chip in those first two episodes because the scientists literally see his inhibitor chip, observe that it's functioning better than the other ones and increases its effectiveness. So in those first two episodes, he does have a fully active inhibitor chip, but at some point, completely unexplained, it he gets rid of it when it seems like it's a difficult procedure. Like, yeah, like it was a failable, like you can mess this up and like hurt them procedure when yeah. they had to get their uh, theirs removed. Like how does it, who who helped him do this? He cannot have done that on his own. Yeah, so it is I I the, just that idea and the lack of the, the fact that they didn't really give us anything there. They just said it. And the it, fact that he has the chip in his brain makes him and that it's turned up means that he would have no desire to get rid of it. Yeah, nor did did he have any reason to know. So it's like we have to we have to find that crosshair found out he has an inhibitor chip and then goes against goes and finds the place to do it. And now here, here's well, one thing the Camino's the place to do it. Right. But why would any Kaminoan remove an inhibitor chip? And how, how does he get away from the empire long enough to do that? Why would he do it? Yeah. Who helps him do it? How does it get done? It, the sec, when it said that that was a thing, like I get it thematically. I, I appreciate him ha being able to make this decision on his own. But I like it really just I was just like, that's that's stupid. It's it's lazy writing, really. They were just like, this thing happened because we said so. There's and we don't we're not explaining it here. And here's another issue I have with the inhibitor chip. Gregor, again, he there's no indication that he does not have an inhibitor chip. He was working with the Empire basically until he decided to leave one day, mm -hmm. which I get like they they're free to do. But. At the same time, this inhibitor chip like compel ha, compelled every clone to want to attack clones that fleed. So does that did they just turn on the in the was order 66 just temporary that that was going through or. Now, here, here's what I think is that the inhibitor chip, I don't think it's necessarily all pervasive to a degree. I don't think it's just it once they. One, I don't think it was that they turned it on at a certain point. I think it's that the Order 66, now all the clones had a distinct loyalty to the Jedi. 
And so what I think its main purpose was is to your loyalty is to whoever gives this order, right? It's to, it's to force loyalty to whoever gives this order. I don't think it, it forces them to not like, don't, you know, run away from us and don't do this and that. Like it forces them to follow orders from the person that it's like key to. And so I think that there's room to believe that like, that Gregor, you know, could it, like, oh, he's not being issued those orders anymore, like from the people that it matters or something. But it, but still, you're right. I agree with you. I think it's like kind of the like, chip compelled. Really do then? the chip compelled both Crosshair and Wrecker to actively try and kill their brothers. Yeah, exactly. I, at separate points, we see the the inhibitor chip specifically make them want to attack and subdue their brothers because they know that they did not follow orders but gregor's cool like he probably still has the chip in his head because he's mm -hmm. been with the empire the entire time but he and, and it, it's a weird thing when order 66 goes off does it not affect like this is something that i didn't even think of until right now why didn't it affect that one clone trooper who left with his family because he couldn't receive the order Fair. Yeah. Like they had to all receive the order for it to go into effect. It's not like it was just a Wi-Fi signal ping. It was like they have to hear order 66, like boom, like, you know, the, the, you know, code word has been said, anybody that hears it. And then it's like, and then it's just, it's, it's said to the main people, like the leaders and the yeah. leaders go, you need to do this, do this now, you know? And it's really like lower clones are probably not as. So maybe this guy's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I even thought too. I definitely was having that thought while you were saying this is that like, now we know that, in rebels rex says we all got our chips removed right so yeah so well gregor i i have no problem with gregor getting it removed going forward yeah my issue is if he heard order 66 and order 66 compelled so all these people to do this one way and now it also makes me rethink the uh the uh the clone that rebelled on what's the uh uh Lady with the ghost. Lady with the ghost. Rebels. Oh, oh, uh, and um, Veer. No, Hera. Hera. Yeah. On her planet, there was the other clone trooper who rebelled, mm -hmm. and I appreciate the idea of the clone troopers rebelling because it's the reason that they get rid of them. But what what does Order sixty six do if not keeping them from rebelling? Yeah, I don't know. See, it all brings up a great point. What exactly does the inhibitor chip really do? What exactly does it do? We know that it forced them to maybe do something they didn't want to do, but how far does this effectiveness go? Is it literally just Order 66? Or is it like, you need to kill all the Jedi, and after that, like, you're basically fine. But we you know it's not just that. Like, yeah, because we know that they have to kill anyone who... Doesn't follow orders. Exactly. Yeah. That's part of it. Or do whatever they're told, basically. But then we just... Yeah, you're right. We just have clone troopers that don't do what they're told, and uh, their inhibitor chips broke, or what? Uh, you know, they weren't as effective... I, I, the only, the only theory I can think that really reconciles it without having any more information is that maybe there are just of the thousands of clones, right? There are just a couple that are like the Bad Batch where their inhibitor chips just were not quite as effective. And they say the Bad Batch because they were. And that, you know what? I kind of think that's fair. It's fair, but it's still not like a good, like I have to come to that conclusion and it's still not really anything like, okay, I'll just assume there's where it's again, I would say this is, this is lazy writing. You're not like really tying up loose ends here. You're just making me go, well, I guess that's just how it works. Like, and I don't like that. It annoys me a little bit. Yeah. So that does just, just that like weird little conundrum kind of leaves like a slightly sour taste, but overall for the series, right? 
other 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 than it being the big fun Easter egg uh, extravaganza, like episode after episode of remember this character here they are again. E- like like even episode fourteen was just hey remember Gregor here he is. <laughs> yeah, I have to say so. If I have to kind of give like a here's how I feel about the series, I enjoyed the series. I you know like that they made it. They gave us a lot of interesting info and a lot of like I I loved seeing things that gave me more uh, information on what happened after the Clone Wars and the things that led up to Rebels so I I like that I don't like now there's I enjoyed to some degree seeing those characters but it was so much it it became almost just it, it was too much having almost nearly every episode I don't know how many of them it was but like from the very first episode it's Oh, look, it's Kanan, you know, like, okay, yeah. cool. Apparently they saw Kanan like, and, and then almost every, I, I don't know how many it is, but almost every episode is some character from the clone wars or from rebels. And really like early on, we just thought it was cool. We just thought it was kind of cool. I think the tipping point was the full two episode rebels pilot, like, like backdoor, like intro to rebels with Hera. That was just like, look, this is like, wasn't this show the Bad Batch? Like, we appreciate all the little cameos, like, but it can't be the entire show. Yeah. And And it became the entire show. Like, other than, like, these last two episodes were the only ones that didn't feel like, ooh, cameo. Yeah. And and here's the thing is like you I went into the series being like oh cool we're gonna watch like the spinoff with this cool like group of uh, special clone troopers doing their own stuff and what it really became was the joke that we made uh, maybe last episode or something yeah. where this is this is Clone Wars season eight and Rebel season zero this is a vehicle for Connecting what happened in between threads. and giving us little tidbits about other like again we we used two whole episodes of the Bad Batch to give us more background on a character from Rebels. Yes, or two of them, I guess, you know, uh, Chopper and and, you oh. know, again, and they tie back to Clone Wars because we got more on uh, Champs and Dula, her father and stuff. And, you know, and it's not bad. It's just I I wanted a series that was more focused on them. I think this is like, you know, the I, way that Star Wars and Disney wants to do a thing where they just use things and oh, well, everybody's going to like this. And they're going to shove it all in. And I'm like, that's no, nah, man, I, you're, you're actually taking away from what I you're taking away from the Bad Batch to give it to all these other things. I don't blame them for wanting to like do like fan service and what have you, but this could have been its own thing and it just isn't. It just, it like, it's just another season of the clone wars. Yeah. Not frankly, Lily, if it would have made me feel a little better or even have a better, they could have just named it clone Wars season eight. Yeah, no, they could have, or they could have said clone wars, the bad batch. And like, cause it isn't necessarily season eight of the clone wars, because now we're now we're not following the same this and that. But if they had said Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, like it's a it is a spinoff of Clone Wars featuring that's these what guys. it feels like. That's what that's what it really feels like. Yeah. And that would have actually made my expectations for the series better. Like it would it would have primed me to think, OK, cool. This is a continuation of Clone Wars, but we're focused around these guys. And that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, and it, I think that's really just what it is. My expectations were sort of uh, in some ways disappointed, but I. I still like that we got a lot of good stuff here. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think me and you talked about before that we wanted to see more from the, each of these characters and maybe next season. Yeah. Maybe next season. Maybe they'll really get to have their own season next season. Honestly, I, I'm 
still optimistic for next season. Cause I think, I think this first season was just like, they had to do a lot of what they did, like, or they felt compelled to do a lot of what they did. Whereas if this comes back for another season, which I, I, I would hope it does, they can maybe focus more on the bad batch. At the same time, I don't know what the focus of a, of a follow-up season is. I don't I I don't know what their goals are going forward. I don't think and that's kind of the problem. I don't know what their goals were this season. Yeah, it was really just them I mean like they were just moving from problem to problem. Like it was like okay, we you know, we had to escape Camino and like with this the empire and all this stuff and now we're just on the run and now we're trying to get enough money to pay Sid and now we need to go back and rescue Hunter and stuff. And it was a bunch of like short-term, like we're just dealing with things that are happening, but but they're not actually doing anything. Like they're not like, we need to do this and everything we're doing is pushing towards that goal. It's just, we're just doing things. Yeah. At a, at a fundamental level, other than their loyalty to the Jedi, which the Batch didn't really have, and the fact that they correctly recognized that the Empire was like had wanted nothing to do with these clones and they were killing innocents. That's the reason that they left the empire early on. But there is something to be said about Crosshair's perspective on it kind of being valid from the perspective of someone who was raised to be a soldier. Yeah. I mean, I, I basically would agree with you. Again, I, we touched on this already, but he's a, he's being a good soldier. Good soldiers follow orders. It's simple as that. And without and and to say like Crosshair basically doesn't care morally. It doesn't matter. He is a he's a lawful, perhaps evil. Like he's we know that he is willing to do terrible things, but in service to what the law is and the law is the empire. This is what we say. Hey, if you are considered a traitor to the empire, you need to die or you need to be taken out or taken into custody. Like we cannot have any dissension. Um, and there's an interesting thing there that, you know, we always get the portrayal that the empire is very bad and we always see all the bad things that the empire does. But I think, you know, like uh, in some of the star Wars books and things like that, like I think there's, uh, you know, points where you see some of like the empire not being completely terrible. Like they do do good ish things and they bring some unity to the galaxy in some ways. I'm actually could be totally wrong, but I, I know, I know that some of my friends who talk about star Wars say like, there's places where the empire doesn't seem all that bad. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a way the empire brings order to the galaxy. It's just all, it's just a very, it's a fascist order. It's, it's, it's Nazis. Like, but if you're on the Nazi party, then it feels cool. You yeah. know, if you have no problems with what's going on, if you can just follow the rules, everything's fine. That doesn't mean that it's okay. No, but... not at all. I'm just saying from the perspective of these people, like they have left their life in the, in the empire or their life in the Republic, like, like working towards a goal that they all were raised to believe in. And they abandon it so that they could be mercenaries for hire who occasionally do good things, but for the most part seem to just be mercenaries most of the time. And that seems to be their entire life. And it seems that they have no goals outside of that other than when someone tells them, Hey, go do this good thing. And then they feel like they've done a good thing. Yeah. 
And it's it's a thing that like in um, movies and TV or really more specifically like in movies is when when the story moves you and not like the hero or or the main characters, like when they're not moving the story, when it's not like we have a goal and we're pushing everything forward. It's like when just things are happening around you and you're just going where like you're being pushed by the story. The rise of the empire is happening around the Bad Batch and the Bad Batch just have to deal with it. Yeah, they're just doing whatever they can. But and- they have they they have no purpose. It, it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of how I felt seeing Rex in Rebels, where it's just Rex as part of like one of like the highest ranking officers in the Republic forces, just like he he like like he works his way up and he just becomes a, such this admirable character because the whole time he just believes in what he's fighting for. And when that goes away, we can see him like he's helping the the fight and he's doing stuff right now. But by the time we see him in Rebels, he's kind of like. Like, I, I, I think he probably did a lot of good and we'll probably see more of what he's doing in the confines of the bad batch but the the person he was when he had something to fight for versus the person he became when like he was just like kind of just a clone and he because at some point he's not actively in the rebellion because when they find him he's not actively in the rebellion yeah they're just toting around on a walker in the desert yeah and he's like he like he it feels disappointing to see him like that but that's kind of what the trajectory of the Bad Batch are. Like, they're just going to be mercs for hire. They have no purpose now. And there's something to be said about Crosshair, who he misses his brothers, but you can tell, like, he, like, he's like, like, he takes, he relishes in getting stuff done for the Empire and proving himself a good soldier. Like, he's, the only conflict he has is that he misses his brothers. Yeah, like, he lives like, a life of purpose. He knows what he's doing. I'm defending the Empire. Whatever the Empire needs, I'm going to be the one that puts down their enemies and, and serves them well. And yeah, the Bad Batch just have no purpose. It's just to like exist. Keep existing and... Which, you know, is, which is fine, but it doesn't make for a compelling narrative when your main characters have no goals. Yeah. And I hope next season they have a goal. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope it's like we're going to get crosshair back or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Even they, like you look at like Star Wars, you look at Rebels and you look at Clone Wars and pretty much most of the episode, there are episodes where you're just seeing things happen, right? They're just showing you events. But a lot of times you're watching Anakin or Ob- in, in Clone Wars, at least you're watching Anakin or Obi-Wan or whatever, whoever the, the feature is of that episode that has a goal. They have to do a thing and they're going to accomplish that over that episode or, or a couple. Of them. They have a specific goal for the episode, but they have an overarching goal of wanting to be part of the clone wars or the rebellion. Yeah. They're- they are actively part of a bigger fight and they're accomplishing their own specific goals. Each episode, yep. when the bad batch completes their goals, it's just a lot of the times it's a goal for somebody else that they're doing to help someone, yeah. which is interesting. It's kind of like, it's almost like uh, the Mandalorian in that sense. And I think I made this comparison early on that the show feels like the Mandalorian, except like the Mandalorian is a bounty hunter. That's his whole life. But then he episode one is given a purpose mm-hmm. and Grogu is that purpose. 
And it makes me, and it's why I am curious of what the next season of that show will be now that his purpose is no longer with him, presumably. Mm -hmm. Well, we know that now he has somewhat of a purpose. Like he's, or at the end, there's an allusion to the purpose he can take up. He doesn't even have to, but that now that he holds a dark saber, he is supposed to lead the retaking of Mandalore. It's kind of what we're, we get the idea. Of. Which honestly, that is pretty cool because mm -hmm. it's a goal. We know what he wants. We know what he can do next season. Yeah. What, what do the bad batch do? Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's what I like to see in the next one. Um, I think that's what would make it better. I don't just want them to just, it's again, it's been nice to watch them do things and watch our characters. And it's been amusing, but like, what would really make the story uh, truly a story satisfying is to yeah see them moving towards a goal all the way until you know in the end in the finale we get that and you know you might say like oh well you know their goal was to like rescue crosshair or something like but it wasn't it, no, like that was they, all happen sense they would have never went back there unless hunter got taken we even explicitly covered the fact that they were actively not doing that yeah they were doing anything but that <laughs> yeah so that that would make the next season a lot better if that that was you know hey you wanted to do all the little cameos and uh, yeah, just like show all these events and show us what's happening in the world with the Bad Batch as a vehicle to do that. In the next season, let's see what the Bad Batch want to do and see where they want to take it. Look, I, I feel like I've been kind of criticizing this show a lot more than I expected. These last three episodes I liked. I liked the show as a whole. I enjoyed watching it. I'm just thinking from a like a universe perspective, if you look at what this show is, it feels like the only Star Wars property where they're not telling you know what i think i think the uh, it, it's similar in a way to solo in that i feel like the goal of this was not to tell a story it was to show things that they thought fans would like like the goal behind a solo movie was not to show the solo origin story it was we think people like Han Solo, let's give them more Han Solo. And this was, we think people like the Clone Wars and Rebels, but we, there's no more story to tell with the Clone Wars in particular. Mm -hmm. And Rebels like was probably not as successful as the Clone Wars ever was because it only got four seasons. But this just felt like we want, like the Clone Wars was really good for us, but we can't tell that story anymore because it's over let's 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 see if we can make these characters like it, and it almost feels like the bad batch was put into the last season as an excuse to prolong the clone Wars series because it, it it probably was only gaining popularity going into that last season i only watched it after that last season came out because like of the tags and easter eggs to the mandalorian yeah i you know I basically agree with almost everything you're saying, but I also would like to give my own caveat that, Hey, if I've been critical of the series, I still enjoyed watching it. Oh, I'm, I think it could have been better. Simple look, as that. I'm talking about season two because I plan to watch season two. Yeah, precisely. And I enjoyed this season. And again, I think the things that I really want to call out things that I liked most about this season is I liked the bad batch. I liked Omega. I liked the animation was just, gotten so much better and i liked a lot of the cameos but you know i liked a few of the cameos i liked most of the bad batch because again i don't really 
you know, I like all of the Bad Batch in theory, but like I don't really care about Echo or Tech at all. Yeah, Techo, like they're just there. Yeah, they're just there. They're just serving like we are tools. They literally are like tools. I mean, Echo is literally just a guy that has like I can interface with computers and Tech's like I can just do whatever other technical things we need you know really really disappointing those two like i i had some hope that they would maybe next season hey you know what because this is just season one all all of this can be remedied with maybe next season hey that's no excuse do better disney because just because you can do better next season doesn't mean you shouldn't have done better now yeah but i think that's i think i think that's all i have to say on this yeah i agree so uh until season two <laughs> or until our next thing we're talking about. What if? Yeah, that, that's probably next. What if? <laughs> what if we talk about something else? But yeah, until next time, folks, this has been Robert and Ryan. Have a good one. Omega. <laughs>